You're listening to RazorCast, USA's hottest podcast, bringing you cutting-edge interviews from leading industry professionals. Hello, everyone. This is Liz Harvey coming to you from our studios in New York City, where we are dedicated to bringing you top-quality advice from many of the leading expert professionals across the U.S. In today's episode, we are speaking with chiropractor Dr. Greg Rubenstein. Dr. Rubenstein is the founder of 57th Street Chiropractic, located in the heart of Midtown Manhattan, where he has been practicing since 1993. He specializes in pediatric and family care, and Dr. Rubenstein is a long-standing member of the International Chiropractic Pediatric Association. He also serves as a board member of Friends of Fresh and Green Academy, a nonprofit organization that does extensive charity work in education in Ethiopia. Dr. Rubenstein is widely considered to be one of the top chiropractors in the U.S., and he is also a contributing member of our national network of industry professionals. Today we're going to talk about a very important topic, bulging discs. Hello, Dr. Rubenstein. How are you today? I'm doing great, Liz. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for joining me, too. So what is a bulging disc, and in what way is it different than a herniated disc? Um, That's a really good question, Liz. You always ask uh, the good ones. And that's one of the uh, terms that has been confusing people for a long time. Um, There is a pretty simple differentiation, but for most people, your average layperson, they don't really make a big differentiation, but it is quite useful to know um, as a as a treating uh, physician, it, it it helps give some clarity. So the primary difference between a bulging disc and a herniated disc is when you have a bulging disc, it will bulge equally in all directions. For example, if I took a balloon and put it between my two hands and I pushed my hands closer together, the balloon is going to bulge equally around my hands. It'll bulge out in all directions. Now, a disc can do that because there are fibers that hold it in place, and sometimes they can get stretched, and the disc starts to bulge beyond its normal um, physical imprint, right? It has like its own footprint in the spine, but if it blows up beyond that, the space that it starts to occupy is typically where we see the neural tissues, in particular the spinal cord and the spinal nerves as they're exiting from the spine, So anything that takes up in space um, from the neural tissues will take away headroom or space and leave them more likely to get irritated. Now, the difference on the flip side is the herniated disc. Now, a herniated disc will only herniate or uh, push out beyond its end plate in a very specific direction. Now, if it goes straight back, it will impinge upon the spinal cord. If it goes posterior or lateral, then it's going to hit the nerve root or where the nerve is coming off the spinal cord and going out to the body. The herniated discs tend to be the result of an injury to the fibers that hold the disc in place where they actually tear, and then this material herniates or pushes out through and very often can irritate the neural structures. So it is kind of a subtle difference but if for our listeners out there, I think it's better for them to understand that a bulge is just a general bulge. A herniation goes in a very specific direction and more often will result in impinging on neural structures and causing symptoms or symptomatology. All right. And what are some causes of bulging discs? Um, there are a lot of things that can cause discs to bulge, typically uneven pressure on the discs, caused by misalignments or what chiropractors call subluxations, 
is quite commonly cited as a reason for a disc to bulge. If they're used very hard, the fibers that hold the disc in place can stretch out, and then the disc will bulge in all directions. If they're truly stressed hard and, and fibers actually tear inside the disc, then you can see that disc herniation scenario where it goes out in the specific direction where those fibers um, actually failed specifically. But it could be from blunt force trauma, someone ice skating falls directly on their butt, that could be enough pressure to, to rupture those fibers and cause the disc to herniate or bulge. Um, and so, you know, disc injuries can happen slowly over time from just excessive wear and tear. You know, if someone is, you know, loading heavy material into trucks day after day and unloading trucks or sitting for long periods of time in awkward positions, construction workers who might be, you know, carrying heavy materials like, you know, roof shingles up ladders all day long, overuse, those are the things that kind of contribute to the disc bulge or the disc herniations. But most commonly with the herniations, it's more commonly associated with some type of trauma, whether it be repetitive microtrauma or a single one um, more significant trauma. And how does someone know they have a bulging disc? What are the symptoms? Well, you know, bulging discs and herniated discs, I, I use an expression um, that I heard, I don't even remember where I heard it, but I, the expression is the map is not the territory. And sometimes you can look at a map, and then when you're actually in the area you know, of the map and you're looking around, it doesn't look anything like the map. So some people can actually um, you know, have herniated discs or bulging discs and be totally asymptomatic, not have any pain at all. But pain is often a, an indicator that most people use to determine if their health is, is less than ideal. But, so it's not the only indicator having pain, but if you're having back pain, then there's a chance that the disc can be either bulging or herniated. So it can be, um, you know, a precursor to problems that are, that are yet to come. But again, honestly, the best way to maintain your spine and is to maintain it in a healthy manner throughout the course of your lifetime, not waiting for these problems to, to happen. So if you get the spine checked and make sure it's in good alignment, again, less stress on the disc, less likely to see it. But when we have herniated discs um, that are more significant and are producing a lot of pain, the typical pain pattern you'll see will be pain often stronger on one side than the other in the lower spine, then radiation of that pain through the buttocks into the leg, and then we call it something called paresthesias, um, which would be distal. Um, so you'll have pain close to the site, and then you'll have numbness tingling maybe in the knee or, or in the foot so farther down the line. Um, so we can see that in severe cases. We can see weakness, and we can see muscle spasm, local tenderness. Um, but the really only surefire way to guarantee that you've diagnosed uh, a disc, whether it's bulging or herniated, is to do x-rays, MRIs, or, or some study like that. But truly, the MRI is the definitive study to determine how healthy the soft tissues of the discs are in the spine. And what chiropractic treatments help correct bulging discs? Um, well, obviously, if someone's already gotten to the point where they have bulging or disc herniations, you're going to start off doing your corrective adjustments to realign everything and equalize the pressure on the disc. If you can open up the spine and like stretch it out and create negative pressure, sometimes even some of that disc material can actually it can create a vacuum and that can suck back in into the disc itself. But maintaining proper alignment and keeping even pressure on the disc is what's going to make sure that the disc doesn't bulge or continue to, to um, degenerate and eventually herniate. 
the um, the fiber again. If you think about it, it's kind of like a water balloon inside that fishnet stocking. So if there's even pressure pressing down all across the water balloon, it should sit right in the center. But if there's more pressure on the right than on the left, then obviously it's going to bulge out on one side. And then, you know, we need to maintain proper alignment. The chiropractic adjustment helps realign the vertebrae, get the pressure off the discs, even everything out, line it all upright, and then get the irritation off the nerves, which then allows the body to heal slowly as the body repairs and replaces the damaged uh, cells with healthy new ones. And are there exercises people can do on their own to help keep discs in place? Absolutely. There's a lot of general exercises and specific exercises which help rehydrate and invigorate the discs. Um, one of the things that's interesting is the disc's ability to stay hydrated is directly dependent on how much pressure is on the disc. And that's why, I don't know if you've ever heard this, but when you um, go down to sleep, um, when you wake up in the morning, you're actually like a half to three quarters of an inch taller because when you're not weight-bearing, the disc's ability to pull more water in is increased. So the, the, the discs hydrate in the overnight, and you're actually taller in the morning. So if you can eliminate pressure on the disc itself, they'll pull in more water and they'll actually be healthier. So those are the things that are, are truly important. But you know, there are specific exercises for people with herniated discs. If the her disc is herniated towards the back, then they'll want to do flexion exercises. If it's moving more towards the front, then they'll want to do extension exercises. And that's truly where your chiropractor or physical therapist is truly going to advise you on which exercises are going to be best. But again, going back to what I said earlier, is that when you move and you exercise, you actually make the joints healthier because you're swirling up the synovial fluid, you're increasing the amount of blood flow and nutrients to the area, which again will keep the discs healthier and stop them from degenerating faster. So exercise is a huge part of it, but it's a little bit, there's you know no one specific exercise for all disc patients. You want to make sure that you know they're doing regular exercise to keep healthy, and then if they have a specific direction, you'll, there is some experimentation to figure out which exercises are going to be the best for that particular disc patient. Okay. Well, thank you, Dr. Rubenstein. We know you're extremely busy. So I just want to thank you for your time and help today. It's always an honor to be here, and we're, we're here to help as many people as we can. So if we can get the word out, it's my pleasure. Thank you. And for our listeners across the country, if you are interested in speaking with Dr. Greg Rubenstein, you can either go online to www.chiropractormidtown.com or call 917-534-6484 to schedule an appointment. And on behalf of our entire team, we want to thank you for listening, and we look forward to bringing you more top-quality content from our country's leading experts. You've been listening to RazorCast, USA's hottest podcast, bringing you cutting-edge interviews from leading industry professionals. 